been a while since I've done Bible study and what we're going to look at what you've been needing to look at and we need to do it periodically is our articles of faith I'm just going to go through it and we're going to cover what it covers after all being Bereans we were to search scriptures daily it reads, due to various different religious organizations which profess to take the Bible as their guide, as we do, yet differ with us in doctrine, faith, and practice. Everybody says that they preach the truth. Do they really? It requires a daily study. goes on to say, we feel constrained to set forth a distinctive declaration of what we believe, not as a substitute for the Holy Scriptures, but as the exponents of what are conceived to be the fundamental doctrines of the Word of God. Begins in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. There's one God, true God. And as the Mormons like to tell you, as man is god was as god is man shall become which is heresy god has always been this lesson we're going to look at who the true and living god really is deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 4 hear o israel the lord our god is one god the pagans believe in many gods you yeah, I understand a few things about Scripture when it was written, what they were contending with. Paul dealt with a different set of problems. They thought that one had to be circumcised in order to be saved. The Bible makes no circumcised, circumcision of the heart, yes. In the book of Isaiah... And Isaiah is considered to be a miniature Bible by some. Isaiah 43 and 10. Ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that ye may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me there was no God formed. Neither shall there be after me. Now, unbelief is the sin that sends those to eternal torment. I believe it's in the morning's devotional. Remember exactly what I was looking at. In the, well, actually, it's in First John chapter 2, verse 27. But the anointing which you have received of him abideth in you, and ye need not that any man should teach you. But as the same anointing teacheth you of all things, and is true, and is no lie, and even as it hath taught you, ye shall abide in him. We, I don't teach. God teaches us of his self and his way 
what I saying about the devotional in chapter 5, verse 10. He that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in himself. He that believeth not God hath made him a liar. It, you'll find it's always the problem with man is unbelief. They wouldn't take the promised land. Unbelief. They crucified Christ because they would not have this man reign over them. Christ is he. It's he with whom we have to do. And any deviation from that is unbelief. There's one God, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. Back to Isaiah 43, verse 10 and 11. Well, verse 11, I, even I, am he, and beside me there is no Savior. Not only is there no, no, no other God, there's no other Savior. If the Bible is true and we believe that it is, this is the God with whom we have to do. He owns us. That's what it is that the so-called atheists try to put out of their mind by saying it doesn't exist. And we know the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. Psalms chapter 139. <clears throat> <clears throat> Psalms 139 and verse 7. Whither shall I go from thy spirit, or whither shall I flee from thy presence? You can't escape God. He knows all, sees all. He's a pure eyes. If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell on the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy right hand lead me, and thy hand, right hand shall hold me. If I say, Surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light about me. Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as the day, and darkness and light are both alike unto thee. Cannot escape him. He knows all, sees all. Psalms 147 and 5. Great is our Lord and of great power, and his understanding is infinite. That's one of his attributes. He's all-knowing. Omniscience is the word. Knows all, sees all. Now, these are Old Testament. Now, you look at the New Testament in Acts chapter 15. And actually, in since 17 also, Acts 15 and 18. Known unto God are all his works from the beginning of the world. And in heaven his word is settled and sure, we're told in the Psalms. Over in chapter 17 of the book of Acts, Verse 26, And hath made of one blood of all nations of men for to dwell on all the face of the earth, and hath determined the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitation. Simply put, his ways are past finding out. We read in another place. He's intelligent. 
He knows all. He's determined all. He's sovereign in the matter. Psalms 115, verse 3. But our God is in the heavens. He hath done whatsoever he hath pleased. Their idols are silver and gold, the work of men's hands. They have mouths, but they speak not. Eyes have they, but they see not. That's man. There's Man creates an idol to be his God, one likened to what he thinks God ought to be. And the true and living God's ways, as I said, are past finding out. He has done whatsoever he hath pleased. We're going to be looking in the writings of Solomon in Morning Message. And in this book, Articles of Faith, there's one statement by Solomon in all of our Articles of Faith. He's not, there's not much that he said in there. But that statement is, God hath made all things for himself. That's the only statement that's in our Articles of Faith that was made by Solomon. And not only has he created all things for himself, that also includes us. We'll look at that more. In the, the Gospel of John, the fourth chapter, Jacob's Well, as it's called, and I believe that's Sychar. Verse 24 of John 4, God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. How do you do that? Well, you keep your mind upon the word of God. It's not flesh. Your holidays, your pagan holidays, that's flesh. We know all about them. This is spirit. It's inward. His name is Jehovah. <clears throat> Psalms 83. Not Mohammed, not Confucius. There's many other gods said in the land of Ham, which is Egypt. For every house there was a different god. Psalms 83 and verse 18. That men may know that thou, whose name alone is Jehovah, art the most high over all the earth. He's a creator. We started in Genesis 1 and 1. Well, if the Gospel of John tells us in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God, the same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. I believe it's in the book of Hebrews. It tells us whom he, by whom He framed the worlds. Colossians talks about it. Other places talk about it. <clears throat> 
That means this is Jesus. He is the God with whom we have to do with. <clears throat> the Father of passed all judgment to the Son, turned it over to him. He's just, he's God, he's man. He's the supreme ruler of the heaven and earth. <clears throat> None can stay his hand. That statement that Nebuchadnezzar made there in Daniel chapter 4, verse 35. <clears throat> well, verse 34 tells us that I, at the end of days, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted up mine eyes to heaven. Now, that tells you who's making this statement. Verse 35, and all the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing. I mean, think about our life. When we're gone, we're forgotten. Just a vapor that came and went. Reputed as nothing. He doeth according to his will in the army of heaven among the inhabitants of the earth, and none can stay his hand or say unto him, Why dost thou? What dost thou? Nebuchadnezzar thought he was that man. He seen differently. He's a ruler of heaven and earth. He's holy. First Chronicles chapter twenty twenty nine. First Chronicles twenty nine eleven and twelve. <laughs> and God said unto Solomon, I hold I'm in the wrong one. First Chronicles twenty nine eleven, thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty, for all that is in the heaven and in the earth is thine. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord, and thou art exalted as head above all. Both riches and honor come of thee, and thou reignest over all. And in thine hand is power and might, and in thine hand it is to make great and to give strength to all. I guess Nebuchadnezzar thought when God made him ruler over the earth for a brief span of time that it was forever. It's God's forever. The true and living God, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That's as I say, whom, whom we have to do. Glorious in holiness. We can't explain his holiness. The question always comes out, is God fair? Nowhere do we read God has to be fair. But he is holy. He will have it his way. In sin he will judge. Isaiah 6 and three, when Isaiah saw the Almighty, in verse three, he one cried with another and said, "Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of His glory." And when Isaiah seen the Almighty, verse five, then said, "I woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips." And I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips, for mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. 
Now, he said his lips were unclean, and Isaiah was an inspired writer. I doubt that he spoke any impurities or had any impurities at all in his language. But he's seen himself as being unclean and had to be purged. You read the rest of the account. Exodus 15 and 11. Who is like unto thee, O Lord, among the gods, or the mighty ones? Who is like thee, glorious in holiness, fearful in praises, doing wonders? Thou stretchest out thy right hand, the earth swallowed them. As I mentioned earlier, his ways are past finding out. Thou in thy mercy hast led forth the people which thou hast redeemed. He's a merciful God, and we must trust in his mercy. First Peter chapter 1, 15 and 16. Be holy as I am holy, saith the Almighty. I'll get there in a minute. First Peter one fifteen and sixteen. I'm still on the wrong page. But as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation, because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. Solomon, I guess his last crowning statement is fear God and keep his commandments. That's the conclusion of the whole matter. That's a very wise saying to obey. <clears throat> In heaven, there are creatures that the Almighty has created that declare his holiness. That's in Revelation chapter 4, verse 6. And before the throne there was a sea of glass likened to crystal. And in the midst of the throne and round about the throne were four beasts full of eyes before and behind. And the first beast was like a lion, the second like a calf. The third beast had a face as a man, and the fourth beast was like a flying eagle. And the four beasts had each of them six wings about him, and they were full of eyes within. And they rest not day and night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. Sounds like the hymn we just sang. These things we can, we just get a glimpse of. The scriptures tell us that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. We're not going to see these things in our bodies until we, at least we have the glorified body. Paul, well, rather than misquote it over in the 
the book of Second Corinthians. This is when he was caught up into paradise. Second Corinthians chapter 12, verse 4. Well, verse 3, he said, I knew a man, whether in the body or out of the body, I cannot tell God knoweth. He's speaking about himself. Verse 4, how that he was caught up into paradise and heard unspeakable words, which is not lawful or possible for a man to utter. I have not seen, ear hath not heard. We take it by faith. It is exactly as God's word declares it to be. He's worthy of all honor, fellowship, worship. He's worthy of all of that. Matthew chapter 10, verse 37. <clears throat> he that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me and he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me it means exactly what it says we must put him first mark chapter 12 verse 30 <laughs> mark 12:30 and thou shalt love the lord thy god with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind and with all thy strength this is the first commandment that's hard to do. I dare say most all of us have our struggles in this. But nevertheless, that's God's command. There's also the Trinity, the Blessed Trinity that we mentioned in that same song, Holy, Holy, Holy. <clears throat> There's a unity in the Godhead. There is the Father, the Word, the Holy Spirit that's brought out in the epistles of John. It's mentioned in the Great Commission in the 28th chapter of Matthew. Matthew 28 and 19. <clears throat> Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. There's other places that the Trinity is mentioned. John chapter 15, verse 26. John 15, verse 26. But when the Comforter, the Parakletos, and I believe it's how it's pronounced in the Greek, the one that walks alongside of, we call it the Holy, him the Holy Spirit, when the Comforter has come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth which proceedeth from the Father, he shall testify of me. Now, as I mentioned, in the epistles of John, there's the three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, as we call it. 
the Bible mentions, calls it the Holy Ghost in most places, which is a, it, it's the language. As we well know, the English language has deteriorated. Not the fault of the language, it's the fault of uh, those of us that use it. I'm still trying to find the epistles of John. I'll get there in a minute. <clears throat> John, First John chapter 5, verse 6. Well, 6 and 7. This is he that came by water and by blood, even Jesus Christ, not by water only, but by water and blood, and is the Spirit. It is a Spirit that beareth witness, because the Spirit is truth. For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. These three are one. Now there are those that claim that Jesus is all these three. Christ, we know, on occasions would pray all night. Who is he praying to? There are three that bear record in heaven. We leave it at that. It's what God's Word tells us. It's the Holy Trinity. Three divine persons. They differ in office, but they're all exactly the same in holiness, in wisdom, in, in the attributes of God. Holy, immutable, omniscient. The Father, <coughs> the, Father the Son, the Holy Spirit. <coughs> in uh, First Corinthians... Chapter 12, 1 Corinthians 12, 4. Uh, I'm in 2 Corinthians. So that looks kind of wrong. 1 Corinthians 12, 4, Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of administration, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of operations, but it's the same God, which worketh all in all. We see the Trinity there. <clears throat> the Lord, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. You cannot get around that there is... Three, and even go back to the creation. When God said, let us make man in our own image, plural, there's a plurality there. <clears throat> Verse 26 of the first chapter of Genesis, and God said, let us make man in our, our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth so God created man in his own image in the image of God created he him male and female created he them man's a body soul and spirit Sometimes it's hard to differentiate between the 
soul and spirit because the natural man the spirit's dead the man is a trichotomy as it's called getting back to the holy trinity they're equal in every divine perfection but they differ as i said in office it's gospel of john the fifth chapter the 17th verse <clears throat> But Jesus answering answered them when they wanted to say or ask him about his authority. He really didn't know, answer them. He answered them with a question. But he says right here, My father worketh hitherto, and I work. Therefore the Jews sought the more to kill him because he had not only broken the Sabbath, but said also that God was his father, making himself equal with God. It's plain that's what he's talking about. Now, there are those that would like to tell you Jesus, when he died on the cross, he died like an animal. He's gone for good. But that couldn't be farther from the truth. I mean... He rose from the tomb, simple as that. Then answered Jesus and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the Son of God, the Son can do nothing of himself but what he seeth the Father do. For what things soever he doeth, these also doeth the Son likewise. Makes himself equal with the Almighty, because he was equal. Philippians chapter 2. Also gives tells us basically the same thing. <clears throat> Philippians two and five. Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. That's a great illustration of humility. It's amazing that he did that. It's amazing that he could do that. It's amazing that he would do that. Man couldn't have, if he would have, and wouldn't have, if he could have. Acts chapter 5, well, that deals with Ananias and Sapphira lying to God. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10 and 11. First Corinthians 2. <clears throat> Let's go verse 9. But as it is written, I hath not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. Now, the them is in italics. Read that without that. But God hath revealed unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. 
not only, at least what it appears to me, not only is he talking about the things that God's prepared, but the things about God he reveals to us through his spirit. His spirit beareth witnesses of ours that we've been redeemed as the song, the hymn goes. For what man knoweth the things of man? save the spirit of man which is in him. Well, we know how men are. Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. God knows how we are and he knows how he is. And we don't have that great of an understanding about the things of God. We know what his word declares. Some of it. But he's a far more complex being. I mean, if man could understand God... That would put man in God's place, and that, that cannot happen. As far as the redemptive work of God, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 18. Now, there are those that say God died to make man savable. The angel that spoke with Mary said he shall save his people from their sins. Didn't say he would save from us from some of them. There are those that say, well, what about my future sins? At Calvary, all our sins were future. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 18. <clears throat> and came and preached and came and preached peace unto you that were far off and to them that were nigh. Now, the Gentiles were far off without hope. It also tells us in that same book of Ephesians. He brings, brings us together. Let's look at verse 15. Having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in ordinances, for to make in himself of twain one new man, so making peace. Were the new creature. Verse 16, and that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby, and came and preached peace unto you that were far off and to them that were nigh. For through him we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. As we know, the veil was rent there in the temple when he died on the cross giving us direct access to God. Before that time, you had to go to the priest. He had to, have the, he had to bring the right animal. It had to be sacrificed. For through him we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. Now, therefore, ye are no more strangers and foreigners. If we were, we were Gentile dogs. But now we're fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. That was that's simple for us to believe. It was very complex for God to bring about. Second Corinthians thirteen, <clears throat> verse fourteen. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of the whole, love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. There, once again, there's the the Trinity. Now, as I mentioned, I didn't cover it, but in Thessalonians we see where man is a trichotomy. 
three parts. In the book of First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23, And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly, and I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Once again, man's a three-part being. Revelation chapter 1, and there we'll close. Revelation chapter 1, verse 4 and 5. <clears throat> John to the seven churches which are in Asia. Now there were, it did, it did not mention the church at Jerusalem. And the Bible mentions the church at Babylon. It just mentions, sent this to the seven churches which were in Asia. It's called Asia Minor. I believe it's modern day Turkey. Grace be unto you and peace from him which is and which was and which is to come and from the spirit, seven spirits which are before his throne. This tells us of a great and mighty God but things we can only vaguely understand about him. As I said, if man could really understand God, that would put man in God's place and that's not so. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth and to him that loved us and washed us from our, from our sins in his own blood. Didn't say some of our sins, in our, washed us from our sins in his own blood. That's just an inkling of the true and living God. Lord willing, we'll take up next Lord's Day with God's sovereignty.